draw your attention to the book of Genesis chapter 4 and then John chapter 10 and verse 9. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 7. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And then John chapter 10 and verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I want to talk to you this morning for a few minutes about this thought. Which door will you take? Which door? Will you take? Would you put your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, and ask God to help us in this place today? Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. You may be seated. Let me take a moment to welcome all of our guests that are with us today. Thank you for being here. In a popular game show called Let's Make a Deal, the contestant is given the choice of three doors to choose from based on the probability they pick the right door, they win the prize. Today, the game of life makes the issue a little more difficult. Our choices are reduced to only two doors. The word door is mentioned 173 times. In the Bible. So apparently, doors had a significance of importance in the Word of God. The Bible speaking of the judgment of God tells us that we have a couple of choices. We can either do what's right. And be blessed or do what's wrong and sin lieth at the door. I I was looking as I was getting ready for church today. My bedroom is probably one of the largest rooms in my house. But to my room... There are actually three doors that go to my bedroom. One out of the bathroom, one out of the main part of the house, and one out of the utility room. And I was thinking to myself, because God's been dealing with me all week about this message this morning, and I was thinking about this, 
You know, the religious world has tried to make entrance into the kingdom of God like let's make a deal. The devil tries to bargain with us. You know, in that game show, the host, he always has a pocket full of money. And he'll do what he can to try to talk folks out of taking the deal. I'll give you $500 if you don't take the deal. And then if they refuse the cash, then he begins the process of allowing them to begin to make their choices and their decisions. They, the world, the religious world that we live in, say it doesn't matter which door you go in, you can still be saved. In the game, let's make a deal. In two doors, behind two doors, there are prizes. But the other door... When you open it, it says zonk. I'm going to tell you there have been several times in my life that I've opened doors that behind that door it simply said zonk. It didn't benefit me. It didn't benefit my family. It had nothing to do with my eternal salvation It was a total wash. I wish somebody would help me right here. I'm not going to preach long, so preach with me fast right now. You see, the devil would like for you to believe this morning that there is a prize behind every door. But that simply is a lie. From the beginning of the restoration of man, it was not so. I won't take long, but you know the story of how man fell in the garden. Fell because the enemy, the devil, the serpent, whatever you want to call it, caused man to doubt the Word of God. Caused man to question the Word of God. Of God. Let me just tell you if the enemy can ever get you to start questioning whether or not the Word of God is right or necessary, you're getting ready to open a door in your life that will cause you to be lost for eternity. Come on, if there's anything in this world that you can trust, you can trust the Word of God. Listen, it's already been settled. It's already been confirmed and proclaimed and it will never change. The Word of God will save you. The Word of God will keep you. The Word of God will direct you. The Word of God will help you. Watch this. Man fell. For many years, man was separate from God. 
for a hundred years. Every day, he showed up at the job. It was the most absurd scene that you could ever imagine. It hadn't rained in years. God said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to build an ark. And by the way, you can't build it just any old way. Listen to me. The enemy wants you to think there's a prize behind every door. But God said there is a specific way that I want you to live. You can't vary from it. You can't change it. You can't do it your own way. You've got to do it my way. I talked about those doors into my room. Brother Lang, they all get me into my room. But that's not the way it is to get into heaven. Listen to me. That's not the way it is to get to be saved. You don't get to choose which door you want to be saved. I wish somebody helped me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to move in this place right now. I'm trying to help somebody to realize this is not a choose your own way of doing things, religion or relationship. God has and always will have one way. Watch this. In the, in the restoration of men, the Bible said in, generation, in Genesis 6 and 16, a window shalt thou make to the ark. And in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the, what's that say? Door. Not doors. Door. Not, not alternative exits. No fire escapes. Come on somebody. He said, the door of the ark shalt thou set inside in the side thereof with lower second and third stories shalt thou make it i could go into a lot of things right there but the bible makes us to understand god said i'm going to use this vessel to save you oh yeah it's going to have a first floor it's going to have a second floor it's going to have a third floor but Understand this one thing. All three of those floors are contained in the one saving element. Ah, hallelujah. There is a Father. There is a Son. There is a Holy Ghost. But all these three are one. And they are contained in the one saving element. Called salvation. So God said, I'm going to save the world. But I'm not going to give them options. If you make it, you're going to be saved because you go in the one door that I have provided.
understand there were people that laughed and scoffed they didn't believe it they didn't believe the preacher just as there are in this world in which we live they don't believe what you and I believe they don't believe the Bible the word of God hear me right now I want somebody to know today that the Word of God is the only thing that's going to get us out of this mess. It won't be politics. It won't be who's in office. It won't be who's in control. Hear me right now. It won't be the things of this world, but the Lord has provided a way out. It's one way And you can't take another route. I gotta ask you the question which door will you take? Time moves on. God begins because his people have gotten themselves in a mess again, they've been taken captive. You know, people just don't learn. I said, people just don't learn. I I was thinking this morning how easy it is for some folks to just come and go out of the church as they please. They get in trouble and they come to God and God fixes them up again. And It's not long until you look up and they're not around anymore. Until the next round of trouble comes and They're going to show up. And I'm glad they can do that, but that's the way people operate. It's not something new. The Bible said God blessed Israel, prospered them. They they appreciated it for a while. They worshipped Him for a while. And then they forgot where He brought them from. And they went right back into the old way of doing things. But now we find Israel captive in Egypt they become slaves if you would to sin they become slaves and have a slave master that's very cruel to them but the Bible said God provides them a way out I want you to hear me right now it wasn't some way through the back door out of side exit or he wasn't going to swoop down and save them but this is what he said this is what I need you to do I need you to slay the lamb. And when you slay the lamb, I need you to take hyssop. And I need you to dip the hyssop in the blood of the lamb. Anybody with me right now? And when you dip the hyssop in the blood of the lamb, I want you to apply it to the side door. That wasn't what he said. He said, I want you to take the blood and I want you to apply it to the doorpost and to the lintel. And when the death angel comes by, he will pass over you. Hear me right now. There's no, listen, if you're going to get out of this world, you're going to have to pass through the blood. You're going to have to go through the door where the blood has been applied. Hear me right now. You want to know how how do I do that, preacher? I'll tell you how to do it. The Bible said repent, be baptized.
Christ. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. You see it may look like water in a tank but it's not water. It's where the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to your life that opens up a doorway to eternal supernatural things. So God, God says, they shall take the blood, strike it on the two side posts, and the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that's in the basin. Strike the lintel, the two side posts with the blood that's in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until I tell you to. And verse 23 said, For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord, watch this now, the Lord, not the death angel, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in Unto your house to smite you. Watch this. We need to be sure that the door that we walk through is covered by the blood. Watch this. Oh, I wish somebody could just understand where I'm trying to get here. And I'm getting there quickly. I I want somebody to get this with me today. I want you to realize today that God is saying to you and I, I am providing you a way of escape. Listen, the old songwriter said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I want you to understand you can't get there until you go through the right door. And the door is not the way you choose. The door is what the Lord chooses. chooses. He said, I am the door. Watch this. glory of God doesn't appear just anywhere to the children of Israel. Watch this. But at the door of the tabernacle. Scripture said, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are, Brother Lang and I were just talking about this a while ago. You are the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost. The presence of God dwells in you. 
But watch me right here. I want you to stay with me because you need to realize something. Listen, the religious world wants us to believe that somehow we can do whatever we want to do, however we want to do it, and the glory of God is going to show up. But that's not so. Watch, watch now. Listen, Exodus chapter 33 and verse 9. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood where? At the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. Make no mistake. Hear me, First Pentecostal Church, this morning. The glory of the Lord is adamant about where it will appear. Not just any door. Watch now. But at the door where the sacrifice is about to take place. Amen. That old man of God was about to slip through the door. And just inside the door, the first thing that you met there was the altar of sacrifice. And it would be there once again that the blood would be shed uh, and that the sacrifice would be offered. Uh, I, I, I preached a message here some time ago about the value of a flesh hook. They put that meat uh, of that sacrifice on the altar. And every now and then, because the heat was so intense... Uh, the meat would try to crawl off the altar, try to make its way off the altar, not crawl off, but it would begin to make its way off the altar. And that old priest would take that flesh hook and pull it back over into where the flame was hot. Because you see, a sacrifice unconsumed is not a sacrifice at all. Somebody help me right here. The Bible said our God is a consuming fire. It's time for this church to understand that if the glory of the Lord is going to show up at the door of the tabernacle, we're going to have to quit offering Him leftover sacrifice, yesterday's sacrifice, but we're going to have to bring to the house of the Lord the sacrifice and be willing to stay there in His presence until He has consumed us. God said, I know what's about to happen. I know what's about to take place. And so, when Moses slipped through the door, God said, I'm going to show my people what happens when sacrifice is done. And he sends his glory, his glory. And it doesn't, it doesn't slip across the tent or the tabernacle to the back room. But the Bible said it hovered 
over the door. I want to ask you something today. What door are you going to take? Are you going to take the door that allows you to take some sort of uh, uh, deceptive shortcut? I, I, I need to just tell you, there are no shortcuts to heaven. There are no shortcuts to the glory of God. You know what would have happened if that priest would have just cut off a leg and said, God, all I'm going to do today is just give you the leg. You know what would have happened? There wouldn't have been any glory hanging over the door to the tabernacle. Why is that? Because God's not interested in just your head. He's not interested in just your heart. He wants you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And so that priest, that old man of God, he slips in to the door and he makes the sacrifice. Now watch this. This is what happens. You see... When the glory of the Lord is dwelling over the door. Just a little further past the sacrifice, there's a veil. The veil that separated all of humanity from the presence, watch, and the mercy of God. You see, if you go in the right door, the right way, on the other side of the door you find the mercy of God. On the other hand, if you choose the other door, if you choose to walk through that door that's contrary to the Word of God, let me tell you what you get. You get the judgment of God and the hand of God against you. But in this world that we live in. I've got good news for you. You can find grace at the door of the house of God. And the Bible said we are saved by grace through faith. When we choose to back up Close the door that wasn't going to get us anywhere and walk through the right door. It's there we'll find the grace of God and the mercy of God and He will forgive us our sin. John chapter 10 and verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 7 said, Then said Jesus unto them again, 
Verily, verily, I say again unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 9 said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Please hear me today. I'm, I'm winding this down, but I want you to hear me today. He makes no provision for an alternate route. I know we live in a world that resists the idea of absolutes. But the bottom line is that there are only two doors. And in the end, you must make the choice. Listen, I don't care what the rest of the religious world is saying today. Jesus said. Everybody said, Jesus said. Except a man be born again of water and the Spirit. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Those are not the churches. Absolutes. Those are the absolutes of God manifested in the flesh. Those are the absolutes of the one who said, I am the door. And if you're going to get in, you can't go around me. You can't go beside me. You're going to have to come through me. Which door will you take? Well, you know, Bishop, I don't think all of that stuff's necessary that you Pentecostals do. I, I know we've hashed this out before and we've talked about it. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you something. I hope you're right. I said, I hope you're right. These folks that are walking, living... On the edge of grace, living on some kind of uh, uh, sloppy agape that somehow think that God will just overlook some things and He's going to let me slide in. Those that have looked at the Word of God, read it for themselves, yet because of their own set of circumstances, they say, well, that's, that, that's, that doesn't mean that. Now, first of all, who do we think we are to say that we get to determine what that means or what it doesn't? I don't want to get sidetracked here. We live in a time where folks have said, you know what, you guys are just, you're just way too dogmatic. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 
Listen to me. When I stand before the Lord, having gone through that door, not those doors, that door. Listen, there's going to be a lot of room for folk that determine their own interpretation of what it takes to live for God. The Bible said broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. But narrow is the way that leadeth to eternal life. Somebody hear me right now. I don't know about you, but when I get there, I'd rather the Lord have to say to me, you've done too much than for me to stand before Him and Him look at me and say, depart from me. I never knew you. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Which door will you take? Which door will you take? Preacher, this is the way I think it has to be done. Watch me here. That's door number two. And door number two doesn't work. Watch now. Because what's behind door number two, here it is. You ready? Not my words, the word of God. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof. are the ways of death. I want you to notice it's not one way are the ways of death. There's only one way to life but there are many ways to death. Oh, which door Will you choose today? Will you choose to walk after your own lust, after your own flesh, after your own pleasures, after your own opinions? Or will you choose to walk after the Word of God and hear the Word of the Master that said, there's only one door and if you try to go up any other way, you're a thief and a robber and the Word of God declares there will be no thieves. There will be no robbers in heaven. Stand with me. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. What door are you knocking on this morning? The old rocker sang a song. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. I wonder this morning, what door are you knocking on? Which door will you take? 
You remember the door to eternal life. There's only one way there. When you open that other door, you may find some paths and some avenues that might be fun for you for a while. Might even bring a little pleasure to you for a while. But you remember this, the Bible said the pleasures of sin are for a season. There's a reckoning day that's coming. Just like let's make a deal. There's a reckoning day when you choose the wrong door. There's a reckoning day for eternity this morning. I wonder who'll walk through the door, the door. That door has on it the name of Jesus Christ.